There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Nine, when the Cardinals lost on Matt Holliday's dropped fly ball to the Dodgers and lost game two of that 2009 NLDS, they would wind up getting swept in the next game. And we nearly went 10 years with the moment that wasn't as painful as that. But tonight we have it here in St. Louis, one of the worst Cardinal postseason losses that I can remember and I am welcoming you to our unofficial postgame show to share in the misery. Your thoughts are welcome as we are broadcasting on the TMA fan page on Facebook, the Tim McKernan Show page on Facebook, and then also on my Twitter timeline at Tim McKernan and also on the Inside STL channel on YouTube. So your questions, your comments, your misery, feel free to share. Um, I will start with uh, a variety of things that stand out to me, and, and we can't go anywhere but the ninth inning. For those of you who watched uh, the program following the Cardinals' win on uh, Thursday in, in Game 2, uh, or excuse me, in Game 1, I said you have, you have an issue here. You have an issue in the ninth inning with Carlos Martinez, and it cannot be ignored. I realized the statistics were wonderful in August and September, take a look at who he was facing in August and September and take a look at the one moment that was in particular quite shaky. And that was the moment against the Cubs on Thursday night in game one of that series where he blew the lead. And so you saw the same situation in a pressure-packed situation against a good Braves lineup. What happened on Thursday night? He nearly blew that one. That would have been something that Cardinal fans would have been going absolutely crazy about. But because it wound up working out, it kind of got forgotten. They get shut down by Fulton and then you're thinking, okay, he'll be fine on Sunday. Pressure-packed situation. He's out there to close in a one-run game. And what happens, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first pitch or second pitch to Josh Donaldson. Thing is crushed. It's the hardest hit ball I think we saw all game. And uh, here we go. We're underway right away with Carlos Martinez. And that's, you know, personally, after Thursday night, I would have liked to have seen Giovanni Gallegos at that point. That's where I am. That's not a second guess. That's a first guess. You can go back to the tape should you really be that bored and want to do it on Thursday night uh, because I said we have a problem with the ninth inning now. Then you have Mike Schilt come out with Brian McCann. Now, this, this was not Henry Aaron. This was not Dale Murphy. Uh, this was not Chipper Jones. This was Brian McCann. All due respect. And they choose to intentionally walk him to face Dansby Swanson. Yes, I realize it's right-hander on right-hander as opposed to right-hander on left-hander with McCann. But now you're putting the go-ahead run on base for free. And Dansby Swanson's one of the only guys who had hit the ball solid all game. And now he is going to be the guy who not only is going to get a chance to face Martinez, but also just had Brian McCann walked to face him. Not a good thing. Ron Darling brought that up on the broadcast. That locks a guy in even more, gets him even more fired up. You see the result. Uh, and then Adam Duvall, who if there uh, were to be an NLDS MVP at this point, he would be the NLDS MVP. And then he gets the base hit, and, uh, and the rest is history. You see Carlos Martinez screaming at Ronald Acuna Jr. And that, you know, just, you know, at that point, it's, you know, it's, 
If the Cardinals lose this series, I would tell you that I think that's the last time you see Carlos Martinez as a member of the Cardinals. I'll be that defining prisoner of the moment, something I like to think I don't really do too much of, but it's a defining moment. I can't imagine, should the Cardinals have the lead uh, in the ninth inning tomorrow, that he is called upon to be the closer. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he writes the ship. I hope he closes out the Astros. Uh, but realistically, now that's two times where he's come out and he's absolutely blown it. Um, it's a defining loss. It's a defining loss. And you're one out away from going up 2-1 with, at the very least, a chance to close it out at home. And then you have Jack Flaherty on Wednesday, should you not get the job done. It is absolutely deflating. And I would tell you that I thought that Mike Schilt blew it in the ninth inning with the walk of McCann. And here, illustrating what I had talked about before when we did the first unofficial postgame show and the second unofficial postgame show, this is not a results-oriented discussion. It never will be. We focus on the process, and sometimes decisions wind up working out that might not be the right decisions. I have no idea what Adam Wainwright was in there doing facing the Cunha. No idea what was going on there. It was a wonderful story, the way he pitched. I thought he would pitch well. I never thought he would pitch that well. But the fact that he was still in there to face Acuna was stunning to me. And, uh, and then he gets in there and then walks Albies as well. He hadn't walked one hitter. He walks one of the best players in baseball. And now you're going to walk Albies as well. I, I was stunned by that. I was stu- that, was, that, that to me was Mike Matheny-esque. That was let's get caught up in the romance of this afternoon and put the rest of the team's success at risk. That was stunning to me. To walk Brian McCann and put the go-ahead run on base, bizarre. I get it. If it's Listen, there are a number of guys in that lineup who can rake. Brian McCann's not one of them. And I don't know who's calling the shots. He went out there to talk it over with Carlos Martinez. Martinez, you know, gets hammered by Swanson. Then he's in there, and, and you see what winds up happening with the base hit to make it 3-1. to one. Absolutely brutal. And then the walk to Acuna. That actually tilted me more than anything where he's screaming at Acuna again. I mean, come on with that. So I would imagine a number of you are, uh, are fired up. Uh, so we have your chat comments on YouTube. We have your chat comments on Twitter. And we have your chat comments on Facebook, both on the Tim McKernan Show and on the TMA fan page. Come on in. The water is absolutely warm. As a matter of fact, I would imagine the water is banty. On the other side of it, and don't get me wrong, the focus is going to be on the mismanagement and also on Carlos Martinez, his second dog shit performance in this, uh, in this series, in two appearances, but you scored one run, okay? Uh, you have Miles Michaelis, you have Jack Flaherty, you have Adam Wainwright. Through their first five innings of each game combined, so 15 innings, the Cardinal starters have allowed a grand total of two runs. And Michaelis's was in the first inning. Flaherty's was in the first inning. The Cardinals starters have dominated the Braves, yet the Cardinals are down 2-1. Why? Well, you can certainly point to what's going on with Carlos Martinez today and also the management of the bullpen situation today. But uh, the Cardinal offense has matched those two runs in the first five innings of each game with a grand total of two themselves. So you score one run, very rarely can you expect to win a baseball game. That continues Uh, One thing that stands out to me, Harrison Bader was on the bench. Harrison Bader gets into the game. Harrison Bader gets picked off the game. Uh, Ah, yes, the game. And then then I don't know what was going on there. He kind of like, yeah, from my standpoint, the two goats for the Cardinals today, Carlos Martinez and Harrison Bader. Martinez is yelling at Acuna. I have no idea what, well, I do know what it's about, but it's it's absurd that it's going on. Uh, It's a second time that this has gone on. 
And then, and then in addition, you have Bader like staring down Pop Warner as if that was his fault. Now, maybe it was. I don't know if he'll air him out in the postgame, but I thought that was odd. You just got picked off in a huge situation, and you're staring down your third base coach. So those, these are the little things uh, that, I, uh, that I noticed on that one, which was absolutely brutal. If we go results-oriented, you have Martinez's base hit following that. I'm not sure, as Darling mentioned on the broadcast, if he would have scored because I don't know if, uh, if he would have been able to, to get a jump considering that ball was nearly caught by Duvall and left. So with all that said, that's where I am on this thing. You know, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is my insurance agent. So this is a first-hand endorsement of James Carlton and his staff in Webster Groves. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. I think a lot of people just go, okay, well, I've got a guy. I've got a lady. I'm good. I don't really care to talk about insurance. It's something, you know, I'm 25, whatever. And that's fine. I understand. I used to think the same way. And then I go down to my basement on March 30th of 2019 and the basement's flooded and the world changes. It just so happens because my interactions with James have been so positive that my wife and I switched to James Carlton uh, in late 2018. And I'm telling you, if we had not, the odyssey that has been a flooded basement throughout all of this precipitation in St. Louis would have been infinitely more difficult to navigate without somebody as active. And on top of it is James Carlton. His phone number is 314-961-4800, or you can go online at carltoninsurance.net. And even now, he still checks in. You know, I mean, it's it's just a different ball game. And even before we had that, which, of course, was a substantial issue, um, you know, we weren't covered on, on something, or I had forgotten to make a payment. It wasn't like it was like some monster payment. It was a small payment. But he's like, hey, just so you know, uh, you haven't made this payment. We want to make sure that's taken care of so you're covered. It's just... It's, it's just different. It's different in a much better way. And that's why, you know, if, if you ran into me at a, at a bar or restaurant and said, hey, you know, and I have had it happen. Hey, Tim, who's that insurance agent? People email me. And I go, oh, it's James Carlton. Here, let me include him on the on the email. And I know he's going to be on top of it. I don't think twice about it. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about him. And then somebody actually wants to follow up. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope he does okay. The best, the absolute best. And you're talking about your biggest investments so you want to make sure they're taken care of properly. James Carlton and his staff at Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency will certainly do that. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. The positive, even though I know that's just not the nature of this thing. I mean, I can't. I, I don't have positives following game two of the Dodgers thing where Holiday dropped the ball. So I'm not going to have positives on this one. But uh, Adam Wainwright pitched absolutely ridiculously well. That was phenomenal. Um, I thought he would pitch well. I thought he would pitch well if it were sunny and they would have a tough time with the shadows. Well, no sun, but he still was out there dealing. And I love the strategy to go through the Braves lineup the first time and uh, tempt them with the high fastball. And it worked for him. It is a shame that Adam Wainwright in what could be, although I don't think it will be his last ever start at Bush stadium uh, had that situation go down in the ninth inning. It's brutal. I mean, there's, there's no way to spin it. Even if you lose 10 nothing, uh, and it's kind of a painless loss. Uh, I thought Friday's loss actually was, relatively speaking, painless. You tip your cap uh, to Fulton Evich, but uh, you're down 2 1. Well, you have it in this circumstance. It's, it's brutal. And it's, it's a loss that has a domino effect that goes beyond the 2019 season. So I'm going to go into the chat. I would imagine there are plenty of people fired up, and so we shall take a gander. 
Uh, DeYoung has to bunt in the eighth inning. If he can't bring in Munoz to bunt, you at least uh, have to get one run there as well. I was wondering about that uh, as well. DeYoung is just, he's at, at this moment, he is lost. Um, and it's, you know, it's funny. They were throwing Bader nothing but breaking balls on Friday, and he didn't, I think he saw 13 pitches. He didn't see one fastball. DeYoung goes up there against uh, Soroka, and he, uh, he sees nothing but fastballs and still Ks. I mean, when you're a major league hitter, and you've been demoted as an all-star to number eight in the lineup, and you're seeing nothing but fastballs, uh, and you're still not able to catch up. That is uh, that is not particularly encouraging, so I wondered about that as well. Uh, DeYoung is on a long list of problems, uh, but he is a problem. He's absolutely a problem. He's absolutely a problem. That comes from Lawrence Michael. Uh, let's take a look. Those are in the fan page and the Facebook chat. Uh, you can't get over, you can't give your struggling closer that long of a rope in the playoffs. You have to go with Gallegos for the ninth. And that's where I was on it. Um, I just, I just, after, after Thursday night, again, I think it, I think it flew under the radar over the last few days because the focal point became the lineup on Friday. But what took place in the ninth inning on Thursday, not just Carlos Martinez's performance, but the crap with Acuna, where he's like screaming at me, saying, "I don't want to be disrespected." Uh, I'm just like, "This isn't this." Is, think about great closers, and think about the way that they approach their situation. You know, it's usually the complete opposite of the way Carlos Martinez is out there jawing with Acuna, both on Thursday and then again today. I mean, it was just listen. If, if the Cardinals are in a spot tomorrow for a save, I would be shocked if Carlos Martinez is the guy. But again, it speaks to the issue that we talked about on Thursday, and I realize a lot of you are joining us now for the first time because we're on Twitter and we're on YouTube and not just the TMA fan page, which is a, which is a private group, but we talked about it. Ideally, you have a situation like that happen in a win, and so you go, oh, we've got a problem. We now have to address the problem going forward. Well, the Cardinals thought, yeah, we'll get past it. We'll try them back out there. Gallegos was ready to go, and they went with Martinez. And, um, and the, like I said, it was either the first pitch or second pitch to Donaldson. I have a million notes here, so give me the benefit of the doubt on that. And it's just absolutely ripped into the corner. Uh, totally brutal. Uh, let's see. Can't hit, can't pitch, can't run the bases. That's from Mike Hart. Uh, Steve Davis says, the ghost of Trevor Rosenthal running around in that body. On a brighter note, the Blues won the cup. Uh, let's see. Unfortunately, getting a division flag will keep them from fixing these issues. Um, I'll disagree with that. I think this is... If the Cardinals lose this series, uh, I think it's the last time you see Carlos Martinez a member of the Cardinals. I really do. I, I, I was wondering about that as it is, but if the, with this situation, this is the kind of thing. And again, it's not just the lack of performance. It's the conduct out there. Uh, and it's not like I'm like, play the game the right way or any of that stuff. You're distracted. You're distracted by crap. And you can't be in that mindset as a closer. I don't care what your situation is. That he's jawing with not only... A, a, a member of the opposition in both of his appearances, but that he's one of the best players in the game. And then, I mean, what, is he, what was going on in the 3-2 pitch where he nearly hit him today? The game's still a two-run game. I mean, the Cardinals brought the tying run to the plate in the bottom of the ninth inning. Oh, it just is, uh, it just is absolutely tilting. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, good. This is a little bit of a taste of... Um, the old school sports talk radio might be too far ahead, but can Carlos and Bader repackage for Mookie Betts over the winter? Yes, along with probably two or three other players. Uh, all right, let's me let me go into the uh, the Facebook chat and see what's doing here, what people's thoughts are uh, on uh, on this loss. 
from my standpoint, it is um, it, it truly is the worst loss I can remember. And, and we're talking about World Series games, okay? We're talking about Game 2 of the 2011 World Series, if you can remember that one, which the Rangers won in the ninth inning. The Cardinals and the Barry Zito debacle in 2012. Um, David Ross with a base hit to beat the Cardinals and the Red Sox in the 2013 World Series. Travis Ishikawa and Michael Waka in 2014. Anything that would stand out to you from the Cubs series in 2015. This, to me, as far as a bullet-to-the-head dagger is worse than those. You are an out away, and not only do you not get the job done, but you have a role in it with self-inflicted wounds. That's what stands out to me. Uh, running a guy's trade value into the ground and then moving him does seem to be the new Cardinal way. Should have moved him three years ago. That comes from Ryan Jenkins. Um, in fairness, is it Carlos's fault he has been thrown into the closer role? Well, I don't... It, it, I don't know what that's really got to do with anything. Um, you know, I mean, is it Tommy Edmonds' fault that he's in right field? No, but, I mean, you get a role, you're receiving a large compensation, you do your job. It is his fault with the way that he's conducting himself out there because I think it's playing a role under the way that he's pitching. Uh, let's see. This will be Moe's biggest offseason. If he sits on his hand this year, he is gone. That comes from Matt uh, Halker, if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, it was mostly horrible because of the waste of Wayno's start. Yeah, and again, the other thing about that Wainwright start, and I, can't, I cannot ignore this because you have, you've now loaded the bases for Freddie Freeman with Andrew Miller, by the way. You have good Andrew Miller and you have bad Andrew Miller. We've seen Andrew Miller hit Freddie Freeman on a ball that's like high and outside, or in the case of Freeman, uh, high and inside. And, and it's, you know, so there's no room for error with Miller. What was that about? For real, what was that about? It wound up "quote unquote" working out, but what was that about? I am I, I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was seeing at that point. Um, I really I really was alarmed. Obviously, it's going to fly under the radar because of what happened in the ninth inning. But I couldn't believe what was going on there. Uh, like I said, I think he got caught up in the romance of the thing that he would get one of these guys out and walk off to a huge ovation. But my God, I, I don't even like that in April, much less in Game Three of a best of five series. Uh, let's see. Yeah, a lot of text coming in about uh, bunting with the young or pinch hitting there. Uh, totally understand. I'm I'm on the same page. I I don't know. It, it, I thought Mike Schilt managed that game perfectly. There wasn't a whole lot to do uh, for the first seven innings. Um, I liked him leaving Wainwright in in the seventh inning, even though he had to hit for himself in the bottom of the sixth. And you had Donaldson, Markakis, and Joyce, a guy who struggles against right-handers or left-handers, excuse me, and Donaldson. And then two left-handed hitters. And I thought, okay, if he's going to do it, I can see him doing it here. Wainwright was sitting on 93 pitches, but he left him in, gets, up, gets through the inning. And then at that point, uh, you're at the bottom of the lineup. But my God, once it goes to the top of the lineup and there's a runner on and you have Acuna, I'm just like, I can't believe he's still in there. And I realize I'm focusing on an inning that didn't cause the problems, but my point is, you know, sometimes you make decisions here and they wind up working out even if they are the wrong decision. Uh, so let's see what we got. Schilt and Carlos Martinez can share an Uber and get out of town. I want them gone. That is from Cheryl. Uh, yeah, I would imagine Carlos Martinez, um, you know, I mean, listen, things can turn. Cardinals can win. I mean, all they got to do is win back-to-back -back games. But to lose a game like that in that fashion, it is very difficult to pick yourself up from that. And then you have, you know, you have a rookie out there starting tomorrow. I'll, I would imagine uh, at this point now being up 2-1, the Braves will start Tehran. I guess Brian Snitker may have already addressed that in his postgame. Um, but you're going to have both Keuchel 
um, and potentially Fulton Evich available, just like the Cardinals will have Michaelis available tomorrow. I mean, the bullpen now is... Uh, and here's the other thing, by the way, I know no one is thinking about this right now. You get one more out, it's all we're talking about. Um, but this is, this is the reality of it, okay? The goal, of course, is to win 11 games and win the World Series. By pissing this one away today, you have now reduced your probability, not just because you're down 2-1, to one, because now you know that Jack Flaherty has to start uh, on Wednesday in order for the Cardinals to advance, which means he can't pitch uh, in Game 1 or 2 of the NLCS. Again, I realize most people aren't thinking about this, but I'm just telling you this is another uh, ramification of it. And, of course, the ramifications will go beyond whatever uh, number of games the Cardinals have remaining because uh, Carlos Martinez and what has gone on here, not just with his performance, but with his conduct. I mean, Yadier Molina had to walk in and block Acuna, but he's not blocking Acuna. He's blocking his pitcher from going after one of the best players in the game. One run in 18 innings, a closer you can't trust, and a manager who is making moves too late. That comes from Keith Bosch. Uh, cards aren't getting close to value for Carlos. He's not going anywhere. He will be the fifth starter. Uh, that comes from Luke Driscoll. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Birds' biggest needs? I would guess we need at least a third baseman and at least uh, one outfielder and now a closer. Those are some really high-dollar spends, so I think ownership – do I think ownership has the stomach for it? Uh, yes, I do, but um, I, I don't – the off-season talk when, when you just had a game like this isn't something that I want to get into, although it's, it's absolutely a fair question. Uh, win tomorrow at all costs and you have a puncher's chance with Flaherty. Yeah, I mean, they, they absolutely can – can win the next two games. But the problem is, is that they're in a spot where they now have to win the next two games, whereas they would have been in a spot to win one out of two. And again, you know, the, I'll tell you what, I mean, I realize it's not what cost them, but the most egregious thing was what went on in the eighth inning with Adam Wainwright, with the top of their order. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Can't emphasize enough how important it is to have a, a financial advisor, but then it's not just any financial advisor. It's somebody who who knows but cares. Again, plenty of people can know but cares. And Mark Hanna helps everyday people every day get their finances organized. You can call him at 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. Or go online to evergreenstl.com. His name is Mark Hanna. He is with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And I can tell you from getting to know Mark here over the last year, this is a first-class person who has your best interest at heart, and just calling him at 314-889-0503 is going to make you feel better and you're on the right track. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com. I mean, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe it. I'm stunned by it. And, and Freddie Freeman pops out to center and they get out of it. But can you imagine if Acuna... Or Albie's got a base hit with Wainwright in there. Or if Freeman would have done something, it would have been, why was Adam Wainwright out there at that pitch count? He wound up throwing 120 pitches, and he hadn't walked anybody until Acuna and Albies. And that was just, like I said, and it's not, I realize it's kind of a connotation now of being a big insult, um, but that was, that was a Mike Matheny kind of move and that it was like a romance move. We got to get him through the eighth inning and let him get the big round of applause. Who gives a damn? You're at the top of a potent order with a one-run game. He gets his applause when he walks off the, the field whenever, uh, much less walking Brian McCann as if you've got, you know, Hank Aaron coming up. I mean, what was that? You're going to put the go-ahead run on for Brian McCann? 
and you know they're going to pinch run for him? Couldn't believe it. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, oh, man, there's so many comments. Holy smokes. A lot of people fired up. Understandably so, uh, by the way. Um, let's take a look back on Facebook. Uh, say hypothetically Hudson gets chased early. Who do they go to first tomorrow out of the pen for multiple inning situation? Uh, that comes from the great Carlos Spicy Wiener. And I would tell you, Carlos, the answer is uh, Miles Michaelis. Um, if they make it to the LCS, would you leave Carlos Martinez off the roster? No, but I would not have him as a closer. Uh, because of that pitch count, is Wayno not available in Game 5 in relief? Uh, I don't know on that one. Um, you know, the Flaherty style of game is certainly not one where you're going, oh, we got to bridge the gap here. And if you are, you're probably not in a good spot based on the Cardinal lineup. If there's going to be a, a game to rake, it's going to be tomorrow. Um, you know, and I'm anxious to see how they bounce back. I mean, it's, you know, to this team's credit, they've picked themselves off the mat a few times. Remember the sweep in L.A., and that actually was wound up beginning the uh, the run to the division title. Um, but... Man, this is a tough kind of loss. You know, I, I'm not by any means drawing a parallel to this and Game 6 of the 2011 World Series uh, for the Rangers, but I do remember the morning after that game, Ozzie Smith came on our show, and uh, you never have people in the game talk like this. And I said, so what do you think happens tonight in Game 7? He goes, that's the Cardinals win. The Cardinals are going to win. And he goes, it's over. And I'm just like, whoa, that's just not the, you know, you, you usually say, I like the Cardinals' chance. No, the Cardinals win. It's over. The Rangers can't pick themselves up from something like that. Now, again, that's on the road, and that is one strike away from a world championship twice and having comfortable uh, a comfortable lead a couple of times and, uh, and not getting it done. Um, I'm anxious to see how the Cardinals perform. And I think Ozzie Smith is coming at that because he was part of the Game 6 of the 1985 World Series and knew that those boys were in big trouble uh, before Game 7 even started. And that's part of the emotion. How will the Cardinals respond? And if they do win, how do you feel going into Game 5 with Flaherty? Got a chance. But, you know, the reality is they just have a lineup that just doesn't hit. Something that is encouraging is Marcelo Zuna. Uh, and the way he's hitting. And by the way, again, this is not the reason they lost the game, but I have, I have so many damn notes, and they all just went out the window with the ninth inning. Um, but I do have it in big uh, highlights. Schilt chooses to have Martinez pitch to Swanson. Swanson doubles off the wall, game tied at one. Cardinals intentionally walked McCann. Um, is the strikeout uh, of Ozuna by Melanson was, was a ball. Um, I realize it's close, but it was a ball, and that was brutal. On the other side of things, in an earlier bat, in which I think Wainwright was pitching around uh, Acuna, uh, I think it was the 1-0 pitch to Acuna that was so high and outside, and the Cardinals got the call, and then at that point, they're like, okay, well, now we'll throw some junk in the dirt and see if he bites him. Maybe we can get him, get him out and get out of this inning, and if he doesn't, fine, we're going to walk him anyway, because there was a runner at second base. I, I thought otherwise, the game was uh, umpired at home, outstanding, I, and I, Molina... Uh, uh, excuse me, Acuna was just like, you've got to be kidding me on that thing. The pitch to Ozuna was inside. And I saw the Braves setting up there. They executed it, but that was a bad beat because Ozuna is hitting really well, which is encouraging. Um, but, God, I mean, who else is, is hitting well at this point? Goldschmidt's getting it going a little bit and uh, hit a ball really hard that Freeman field, and then it felt, uh, fielded in the ninth, uh, seventh, I think. But, uh, but. Uh, you know, he's got the home run and then the double in the ninth inning. All right, uh, let's see what else do we have here. The lack of offense is equally as important 
to the closer situation. The Cardinals have been lucky to be in a close situation thanks to the rotation. Tim, uh, that comes from Joe Edward. Tim, this one feels like it's going to be tough to get off the mat from. I would agree with that. Um, the way that it works, though, is th- this is, is a Missouri football fan. I've, I've witnessed this every week, assuming that they're not playing this kind of schedule and they're playing challenging teams and they have these heartbreaking losses. Some of you I know overlap as Cardinal and Missouri fans. And initially there's this rage and uh, then there's some kind of denial and then starting to con yourself into thinking, oh, you know what? As game time starts, everything is going to be fine. So by 2 o'clock tomorrow, as miserable as this feels, we will feel like the Cardinals have a chance. Now, of course, if the Braves score a few runs in the first inning and Hudson looks like he did in his Wrigley Field start a couple weeks ago, that might go away. But uh, going into the game, it'll be, you know, you just got to win two games. And they certainly can. But, you know, the reality is that the Cardinal offense has been dreadful minus uh, one inning in this entire series. You can't can't win NLDSs uh, with this kind of offense. Part of that, of course, is a credit to the Braves pitching, in particular their starting pitching. But Mark Melanson is, you know. I mean, I look at all four closers at this point. I don't even know who the Nationals' closer is at this point. I guess it's Hudson. Uh, He was on the ropes on Friday night. Uh, Jansen, you know, is, is a question mark. Melanson is just ripe for the picking. I wouldn't rule out the Cardinals getting to him, but Martinez, I thought that was it on Thursday night. I thought, okay, can't do it again. Can't do it again. And then what happens? You have the, the shot down the left field line to start things off with Donaldson. We're going, my God, here we go again. It's unbelievable. Uh, I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right, but there it is. It can't happen again. You can't have it. And then he's jawing with Acuna. Uh, let's see. Fox Sports Midwest is, uh, let's see, uh, pleasuring themselves. I'm editing on the fly to Adam Wainwright, um, ignoring the mistakes and the blow up. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, listen, I, I obviously, I work with the cat and I've worked with him for 15 years and he is a great guy. Uh, I do a show with Dan McLaughlin, um, and I don't know who else. I don't have it on, actually. I have the Dodgers and Nationals game on, I guess, but, you know, so here, here's the unofficial post-game show. This is why it's the unofficial post-game show. I'm a man in my basement talking into my phone. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be what I honestly think. And sometimes people are going to disagree with me, which is totally cool. I want that. Um, in this case, it seems like the vast majority of us are all on the same page. And uh, it's brutal, man. I mean, I, you know, I'm, when it's, it gets down to it, I was kind of, and I said this uh, to my wife. We were at dinner last night, and I said, you know, I want the Cardinals to win, but my emotional investment on this is not remotely close to my emotional investment, say, going into Game 7 of the, the series with the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Final. So I'm kind of like, I don't think this team's that good. Uh, they clearly have a lineup that, that leaves a lot to be desired, even though there are some talented names in there in comparison. I mean, you look at these other teams, like, you know, I mean, the, just the game that's going on right now, much less when you look at the Yankees lineup or the Astros lineup, or their rotations. I mean, the Cardinals just aren't in their class. But the Cardinals weren't in the class of the other teams they beat in 2006, um, according to many. And I didn't think so either. I thought they were going to lose to the Padres in the first round. So things can happen, especially when you get that kind of start from Adam Wainwright, in addition to the kind of start you got from Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty had a great start on Friday. Uh, it's, it kind of got spun that, oh, Flaherty was a little off. I mean, he didn't give up his second run until, what, two outs in the seventh. And Miles Michaelis was brutal in the first inning, but then he was great through five. But they can't hit. That's, not, that's, that's nothing new. The issue I have is 
doing things that are out of character in moments of pressure. And that's what you have with Carlos Martinez. What scares me about Dakota Hudson tomorrow, now that was on the road, but I just thought it was odd with how he pitched in that game against uh, the Cubs at Wrigley where he just looked like it, was, it wasn't in the Ankiel category, obviously, but it was just like, whoa, what is going on here? This is his first road pressure start. And that's why I truly believe the Cardinals pushed him back to, uh, to game four. I really believe that's why they did it. Because otherwise, uh, I think statistically, I think they would have been more likely to go with, with Hudson over Michaelis. It's a coin flip. It's not like it was one way or the other. But I think a lot of people expected it to be Hudson. And I think because the Cardinals, if, let me put it this way, if the Cardinals were starting at home, I think Dakota Hudson gets the game one start. Flaherty was not, at least on full rest, available. So that gives me a little trepidation. Carlos Martinez, in key situations, closing out a game, on the road at Wrigley, on the road in Atlanta, today in St. Louis, doing things that are uncharacteristic. Ryan Kelly's the home loan expert, and he is the sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan Show. Without him, we don't have a podcast, so make sure you're supporting our sponsor, Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. And with interest rates dropping and this being home buying season, this is a prime time to get in and get yourself a great rate and lock in. Or if you want to refinance, now's the time to do so. Ryan Kelly's the person to do it with. He is online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, the studio sponsor of this program. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. And um, and listen, they still got to win 10 more games if they're going to win the ultimate prize. I realize that feels like about a, a 1% chance or less right now. But they're going to need somebody to close out games. And that's what I was hoping would take place on Thursday. It would be eye-opening that it's just not optimal to have him in there. Gallegos is your guy. A lot of people are talking about Helsley at that point as well. Um, but in this situation, see, I don't know if you, you automatically check a box, because what if you had the, the Freeman, Donaldson, Marquecas section of the lineup coming up? You'd want, you'd want Miller um, or Tyler Webb, based on how he threw on Friday. Um, but, but in this case, uh, I, just, I, just, I was really alarmed. Um, not only by the way he performed, but also by the way he conducted himself in addition that, you know, he almost had a brawl in the ninth inning. That's just absurd. Uh, let's see. A uh, bunch of things coming in. I'll go back into YouTube and Twitter. Oh, my God, a lot of comments. Uh, championship teams do what the Braves did in the ninth. That's from Jay Renonymous. Uh, terrible managing, and Carlos doesn't want to challenge batters. I noticed that, too. I think that's a really good observation. Just a lot of those sliders low and outside to try to get guys to bite on it. it that's crap. Um, let's see. I thought, uh, let's see. Uh, Tim, my biggest question is if Schilt is not willing to bunt the young, why hit him Eighth. A lot of people are wondering about the, the young at bat and then, of course, the ensuing pickoff of Harrison Bader. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, you're in this. I mean, this sums it up right here, and it's the perfect comment. And that's, that's why I kind of don't have much relative to other Cardinal teams, and we've been so lucky to see so many since 2000. Um, this one just offensively is just, I mean, is, is, has there been a worse one? Since 2000, and I don't even know if it's close, by the way, uh, in this gentleman, D. Hudson 40, uh, on Twitter posting uh, on Periscope, you're going to need a lot more than one run to beat teams like the Dodgers, Astros, and Yankees. Yeah, exactly right. So I kind of feel like it's a free roll. But then you get in a spot where you're up one nothing, and you're going to be one win away from advancing to the NLCS. You obviously... 
you obviously have done something right to be in that position. And then you have that kind of crap happen. I just, in general, I just, I saw Dave Martinez do it on Friday night. I was, you know, almost asleep, but he put the go-ahead run on base. Now it wound up working out, but had it not wound up working out, he would have been absolutely, um, you know, criticized to the nth power. Well, the Cardinals just put the go-ahead run on base, and it was Brian McCann. It was Brian McCann. You know, it wasn't Acuna. It was Brian McCann. Oh, my. And Dansby Swanson was the only guy who was hitting the ball solid, or one of them. Two hitting the ball solid for the Braves. Couldn't believe it. Truly couldn't believe it. But alas, that's where we are. Uh, lineup changes for tomorrow's game. Um, you will not see, at least I would be shocked. Well, it depends on who the starter is for the Braves. You guys might have seen Snitker's comments. I haven't seen it. Uh, so he might have said who's going to start tomorrow. Um, but a bit of, it'll depend on that, I would imagine. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a Rosarina. I see the suggestion here in the uh, the Periscope chat to go with a Rosarina. I wouldn't mind. I mean, what can it get any worse? Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the issue. You also now have an issue uh, with uh, with the young. I mean, I, when I saw that lineup today and how he was moved down to eighth, I'm like, wow, it's gotten to that point. Take a look at his numbers over the last uh, few months. You know, it started out hot. It has been really rough and. Uh, and God, that that eighth inning, Ooh, that eighth inning, that eighth inning, that eighth inning from a strategy standpoint was reminiscent. Well, and then of course throwing the top half of the ninth inning was reminiscent of the 2014 NLCS, where I was watching things that I couldn't believe. And at the end, when the Giants finally won, I was just like, Mike Matheny is now at this point where it's just like gotten away from him. And it reminded me when I was bussing tables and people, 30 different people are screaming at me and I'm just like, I don't even know which way to go. And I feel like I'm in some kind of sub level. That's what I thought I was watching when Michael Walker came out there and there were guys playing positions they'd never played before uh, in game five, of the 2014 NLCS in watching this thing tonight. I was going, oh my God, what's going on here? I couldn't, I'm telling you, it didn't wind up costing him. You know, you, the young thing you can say, oh, I end up costing him. Obviously, walking McCann ended up costing him. Uh, Martinez uh, giving up the, the two-run base hit to Duvall, walking Acuna and screaming at him, uh, nearly throwing at his head to walk him. But the thing that I just was in awe of was leaving Wainwright in to face Acuna and Al- Albies. And, and <laughs> I still can't believe that it happened. Uh, but again, I realize that people go, well, it wound up working out. But that's, I think, most of the people, I'm looking at all the comments in the chat, most of the people know where I'm coming from in this. We're not focused necessarily on the results. We're focused on the process, the strategy, which is why I loved having the thread of first guessing, um, you know, as opposed to second guessing and then popping up and going, oh, I can't believe they did this. We were talking on Thursday night, Carlos Martinez at this point, for whatever reason, in pressure situations, is a liability. You know, fool me once, fool me twice. Here you go. It just cost you game three of the NLDS. I will be back tomorrow morning on the Ryan Kelly morning after from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 590 The Fan KFNS. And InsideSTL.com with my co-host Jimmy the Cat Hayes and Douglas Elvin Vaughn. Peoria Plowhawk, I would imagine, will be quite banty regarding Harrison Bader's base running. Iggy will be bringing the heat. And, of course, Gangster Pete. Thank you all for watching the unofficial postgame show. We will be back tomorrow following what I hope is a Cardinal win setting up Game 5 in Atlanta on Wednesday. Thank you to everybody for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Spread the word. Let people know you can listen to this whole thing coming up on the Tim McKernan Show on the podcast should you want to revisit. Thanks to everybody for watching on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Facebook. I'm Tim McKernan, and I will talk with you tomorrow on 590 The Fan KFNS and inside STL.com.